Low Elo is made possible thanks to the generous support of listeners just like you. For more information, visit lowelo.com. I mean, this just made that clear. If your voice had a body, oh boy. Oh, you've you've made it abundantly clear. <laughs> this voice does have a body. You're listening to the only League of Legends podcast that can easily kill everyone. You're listening to Low Elo. In the North American LCS, TSM, TSM, hey, hey, TSM. Curse is still in. Just, just gonna put that out there. In the European LCS, Fnatic goes four and one, elevating themselves over SK and Gambit to take the number one spot in the league. This is Low Elo, episode 68. I'm your host from the West Coast, eating toast and roast, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Gamer. With me as always, and recently filling my shoes, thank you, is Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Copy386. I'm the dude from the South, spilling ill with my mouth. What's up? We've also got... that, That was pretty good. Thanks. We've also got Shay Berlin, aka Darkski, on the mic. He will now rap for us. Yeah, I'm not gonna be rapping for you. Hi, <laughs> dude. That rhyme was ill. Mega ill. This week, TSM five O's the week, putting them on a seven win streak and making them the number one team in North America. Dave and Shay go hands on with misfortunes. O penis. And while they're down there, spend some time talking about support. (laughs) Oh, boy. But first, (laughs) TPA won the Season 2 World Finals. I I should know I was there. It seems like it was six months ago, but it must have been only yesterday, as there's going to be a whole set of skins for for the winning team. Which one are you not going to buy? Uh, I don't know if I like the Oriana one, but the first one I'm going to buy is Mundo with the trophy. Oh, I mean, come on. He throws a trophy. But, you know, he said six months ago when that first was announced a few days ago, I was like, that's kind of that was a long time ago. Like, yeah, (laughs) like they're just doing this now. I feel like like it would have been a, a great announcement for like, you know, end of November. Yeah, before I, LCS. Exactly, start. before LCS, I would have said, oh, you guys had a chance to, you know, do some art, you know, get in tune with the champions, you made an announcement, cool. Th- this does feel like, I mean, gift horse and mouth here, they look awesome. Oh, yeah, they're, I'm going <laughs> And I'm probably, <laughs> like, by the, by the end of the week that they come out, I'm probably going to own all of them. Yeah. But it, it just... While we're here, while I brought up the subject, six months, and yeah. and they still haven't come out technically. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of like TPA who 
I don't remember them from <laughs> NA or EU. Yeah, yeah it's like that's who, it, who man. Like guys? they're they're still big and important, I would assume, over in Garena servers. But here, I mean, it's all been all LCS for the past I don't know how long. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like uh, I think they may have lost out on a little bit of the hype. Um, but to their credit, like you said, uh, Mundo does chuck a trophy, which is pretty <laughs> cool. Um, but like he kind of lurks in the bottom there, the Shen. I'm really looking forward to that with the, the thunder sticks and the hat and the backpack. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's a great piece of art at the very least. We haven't seen the in games as of this show, but it's a great piece of art. And I think we're all looking forward to it. <clears throat> that um, Brofist better be in there on that new news game. Oh though. yeah, oh yeah. No, for for if you haven't seen it, um, one shame on you. It's on the League of Legends front page. I think it's showing in the client for a while. Uh, you could, it's on our Facebook. The image is everywhere. But uh, Nunu in the picture is Brofisting. Uh, I can never remember his name. What's the name of the kid? Uh. Insert tumbleweed here. Yeah, ins- <laughs> um, we're we're naming him Mowgli. Jungle. What is the kid's the kid's name is Nunu. It's no, the, no, yeti. that's is it? No, I'm pretty sure the yes. kid's name is Nunu, and then the, the Willem yeti is the yeti. Willem, that's it. Okay, yes. whatever. So Willem <laughs> and Nunu, whichever one is which, I'm still suspicious, are bro fisting each other, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> it better be a taunt or something. It's it's really good. But on to more current esports manners. Let's talk about the current state of esports. And by the current state of esports, I mean TSM is number one, so suck it haters. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've I've been off the show here for what, four weeks? Mm-hmm. That's really all I've wanted to say this whole time. <laughs> TSM number one, suck it haters. Wild turtle man, oh, he's so man. good. It's uh, and, and and I don't know if it's all wild turtle. In fact, I know it's not all wild turtle. No team makes a turnaround the way that TSM has in these last four or five weeks by just making a roster change for one person. Well, here's my theory: is that wild turtle is just doing whatever X special tells him to. It, like chaos right. chaos is like you know i'm chaos i'm not going to listen to you x special you know i'm i was here from the beginning too but wild turtles like the new guy you know he wants to impress you know his teammates so x special is just like all right do this and he probably does it and that's why they're winning well but now <laughs> um shoot i actually think darkski weren't you saying that uh they were they were actually saying that wild turtle is making secondary calls when did like I say it? that? Oh, okay. Maybe it wasn't. I think, you're, think you're confusing me with someone else. I mean, okay. when have I ever said anything about TSM? <laughs> that wasn't just Wild Turtle's grin is funny. Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, I, I feel like somebody told me that one of the things that's actually giving them a lot of success is that Wild Turtle is uh, not afraid to step up and make secondary calls. Not ones that conflict with Reggie, but when there isn't a call being made. Um, but I... I might just be completely out there. I would I would say that uh we all we know that one of the major conflicts in the TSM house has always been the strong leadership personalities of Reggie and Chaos clashing. 
That's mm-hmm. been that's been well documented for years now. And uh, so maybe it really is uh, the combination of Wild Turtle coming in and eliminating the, the conflict. But uh, I also think it's probably got something to do with Reggie stepping up his game and actually making calls when he should be making calls. Because uh, it seems as though uh, they, they just seem like more of a team, like less of a fraternity all of a sudden and more of a team. Yeah, like so. special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, he's kind of my hero. I know. I know he is. <laughs> um, but, I mean, they're not the only story that's going on right now in LCS, uh, or at least in North American LCS. They are 21-7. and seven. They are on a seven-win streak, and they are number one right now. But, you know, there's other stories going on here. In this last uh, bout of five games, Vulcan went 4-1 which was a very impressive move right there, while both Curse and Dignitas went 1-4 for the week. I mean, who knew? It, well, Dig- I was really surprised that Dignitas dropped 1-4. I, I, Curse might be my, my team, but I was expecting them to do fairly poorly with all the conflict that's been going on. Well, but, yeah. but I'm not surprised at Dignitas. Dignitas is one of those that it seems like they're either on fire or they're just not they like, are they're, they're really hot and cold yeah. yeah and and there's no and there's almost no accounting for momentum with them either you know whereas you kind of expect when when curse wins three games you're like oh man they're on fire they're gonna get another three out of this they they look good but dignitas just always looks the same like <laughs> you know scara is always you know smiling and Cutie pie always, you know, looks like he's, you know, about to eat a crap pie or something. <laughs> you know, or I mean, bite, bite the head off of a mouse. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's anyway. Um, but they they always look the same. Like they're very consistent in their appearance, but just very inconsistent on their winning. It's yeah. strange. It's very strange. Um, but then, I mean, there's other stuff. There's there's uh, news coming out of the EU also. I mean, the the Copenhagen Wolves. What did you say? They lost their first eight matches in a row. Yep. First three weeks, they yeah. didn't win a game. Well, I'm I'm sorry to use you know like a a common trope, but every dog has his day. This last week, oh. they yeah I know right. <laughs> they beat Fnatic and Gambit. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a big deal because they're number one and two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and it's just. And there was even an interview with Xpeke, and there and I forget the girl's name, whatever her name is. You know, she's Shops? asking about yes next week, and Xpeke was like, "Well, the the wolves are very strong right now." That's my best XPeke impression, but yeah, like they. See, I, I wish that it had been the one of the Russians that had said it because, like that, that sounds like a sentence that would sound great with a Russian accent. <laughs> Could you just redo that with a Russian accent? The wolves are very strong yeah. right now. Wolves are yeah. strong right now. <laughs> strong like wolves. Strong like wolves, not like bear. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, the wolves are like coming back. They 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 beat the number one and two seeds in in. Europe and they're looking really good right now. Yeah, but uh, how about the CLG and the previous CLG organization? I mean, it, both of them are in fourth place. You know, CLG is in fourth place in North America. Uh, last I checked, 
And I mean, they're actually doing pretty poorly, but EG, you know, I mean, EG used to be like a contender for top team in, in Europe. You know, it was like either you were on the CLG side, now EG, or you were on the uh, Gambit uh, Moscow 5 side. Yeah, and it was like the clash of ideology where Gambit was like the aggressive, you know, early win team and EG was the passive, you know, defensive yeah. win late team. And but- uh, <laughs> I think I think Riot has taken the game in a certain direction and EG hasn't adapted. Yeah, there's something something going on there, and a lot of it does have to deal with uh, aggressive behavior being rewarded so much now uh, that EG is just, maybe they're the product of a forgotten era. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I hope not, because I like the people on their team. They're obviously skilled players, but mm, it's it's been a painful, it's been a painful season for them. Uh, EG right now is 15 and 13. To put it into context, Copenhagen Wolves are 13 and 15. Yeah. I mean, they're, they are right there. They are right on the edge. You know, um, CLG is is in North America. They're 13, 15 Vulcan right below them is 12, 16. There's a one win difference from these teams that used to be top names in their leagues from being in the bottom four of their leagues. A one-game yeah. swing. It's it's nuts. So, <clears throat> now we have big Well, we all know how there. to fix the problem with CLG. You know. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'm, I'm not going to say that Hotshot GG is a negative influence on his team. You shouldn't say that. I yeah. shouldn't say that. Yeah. And and even if I I'm did, I'm not going to say that if they got rid of Hotshot, they'd be a lot better. But yeah. again, we shouldn't say. We're not going to jump on that bandwagon because we don't bandwagon here. To be, to be honest, he is kind of like the heart and soul of that team. Yes, to their benefit or detriment. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying it's necessarily helping them, but it, you can't get rid of Hotshot GG because if you do, there's no more CLG. But there's Chowster. Yeah, but do- <laughs> we'll see. And my my thing was like Saint Vicious used to be. It was like Hotshot and Saint Vicious, but he's yeah. gone now. Yeah, I'm playing on some other team. I forget which. <laughs> some right, Dars. <laughs> the, the other team that's doing better than COG. Right. Oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, that's that's a good point. Everyone figured Curse got the better deal out of that big set of swaps. And Curse is number two. TSM was the team who didn't go hey, through hey, anything Curse in that Curse was swap. number one for a long time. Oh, okay. okay. TSM just came out of nowhere. Like, who are they? Yeah, it's a flute. <laughs> yeah. Who are, who are those guys? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> don't. If you're a TSM hater, don't worry about it. They'll probably throw it in the postseason anyways. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So uh, we, I do want to go over this next tournament real quick. We've got a couple of weeks till it actually takes off, but it's significant. We're doing uh, what do they call it? The the split, um, the promotion. I, well, tournament. well, there's the promotion tournament, yeah. And actually, that's probably a bigger deal when it comes right down to it. So there's going to be a tournament for the uh, teams that are currently in LCS, 
where uh, the top six teams from each region face off, and, and it's a 100K prize pool. But that means that, and this is why this has been such a big deal. You've talked about the top two getting buys. Well, the top two are automatically in this tournament. The bottom six all fight, or sorry, the bottom, f whatever. People fight each other <laughs> to uh, secure their space, um, to secure their spot in this tournament. And if you are eliminated in those rounds, so like Dig is versus GGU, CLG versus Vulcan, the if one of those teams is eliminated in that round, uh, the, those teams go to the promotion tourney. It's like summer school. Yeah, but they go to the <laughs> well. They go to the promotion tournament tourney, and they might not come back. Yeah, like summer school. Like. <laughs> I want to oh, emphasize that for I want to emphasize that for people that there is a chance that right now there's a chance that Dignitas and CLG do not play in the LCS after that promotion tournament. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Dun dun dun. I mean, same thing. SK and EG on the European side may not come back. I mean, those teams may the the teams that they'll be playing against may not have uh, the experience that these teams have playing in a land environment, but you can be sure that they're taking it seriously. Oh yeah. So it, it's going to be a very, very big deal. All right. Well, one of the big changes that we've seen in LCS this uh, year is that the meta has changed for the AD carry role pretty significantly. Well, the AD carry and the support role. And as a result, champions that were not popular before are suddenly popular. While Ezreal still sees a fair amount of play now and then, Graves has pretty much gone away. There is no uh, more Corky. Like he does he even get played anymore? Corky at all? I haven't seen a Corky in quite so um, long. He was in one game like two weeks ago. Yeah, and he lost. There you go. <laughs> um, it's it's like it's all about misfortune. And misfortune, Caitlin, Caitlin uh, Draven, Draven, and Varus. If yeah, and, and if they get picked and banned out, then Varus. So, it it's been a really interesting swap. But I wanted to talk about misfortune because this is a champion that in the season two meta, at least near the end, uh, really was not a viable pick. She was kind of all over the place with her ratios and everything. So why don't you break it down for us? Why it is misfortune is such an overwhelmingly powerful pick now. Well, to, to go on your earlier point, it, it, the meta has shifted to, and especially with the AD carry role, instead of punishing you for failing to kill them, which is what Ezreal Graves and Corky do, they kill you, which, <laughs> They punish you, you know, you know, misfortune is kind of the plant your feet and go. Varus is the same way. Um, without those innate escapes, uh, they have to rely on movement speed. They have to rely on being the aggressor rather than shifting away and lolling, you know, which is what Ezreal does or Graves or Corky. Uh, so misfortune is such a strong pick. And we'll have to go back to the patch where they changed her ultimate. Her ultimate used to have a wind up time. Like where she would pull out her pistols and like start laughing before like the bullets even started flying. Now when you hit R, it's like instant. 
it starts. Yeah, there's damage flying out from her in a cone. Mm-hmm. Which, for someone who has to stand in place and channel the ultimate, that was just a no-brainer change. And it's really brought Misfortune into the forefront. You know, And Misfortune has a special place in my heart because she was the first new champion when I started playing League. Mm-hmm. And if you guys remember Release Misfortune, she was so OP. I mean, oh, so ridiculous. But, you know... Back in a time where AD carries were thought to supposed to be fast, you know, like have fast movement speed, the heart farting, she's just so strong with all the uh, lane swaps, with her ultimate now, and her aggressive play. Oh, well, I couldn't sum it up better myself. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and and it really goes along the lines of the support change. Because support has been changed to be more aggressive, someone who can capitalize that on that better is someone like misfortune and as you've seen on stream darcy and i our go-to lane when we want to win like 90 percent of the time we win with this is leona misfortune do you think that there's a uh, difference in the way that players are approaching the problem of positioning both in lane and and in team fights uh, you think about the old uh, corky graves and ezreal uh trio of popular ad carries and they were all very forgiving, forgiving of poor positioning. Um, and, and I think that's actually one of the things that made a good Kogma player very strong was that Kogma, instead of, uh, you know, having, because he doesn't have a way to compensate for poor positioning, instead he relies on a better player taking advantage of other people's poor positioning and then punishing that by, you know, slowing them, increasing his range and knocking them down a few pegs. So you look at misfortune. And like the kit that she's got, the amount of single target damage that she can dish out and then bullet time on top of it. Um, but she doesn't have the ability to reposition in a fight. Is Misfortune maybe an option for better players? Oh, yeah. And Darcy will talk about that. Right, Darcy? In fact, he'll yes. he'll sing about it. <laughs> In French. We'll rap about it. Yeah, we'll rap. rap about in, it. In French, yes. <laughs> Hang on. Let me just uh, remember my French from high school. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, MF. MF is, just like you said, if you know how to position, she can. if you can get the right angle with that bullet time in a team fight, or at least in early mid-game, you can take down an entire team. <laughs> it's hilarious, especially with a Leona. You can, Leona will dive in, put that debuff on everyone. That's why Compu and I run it, because the ult will continuously pop Leona's passive. Yeah, well, I mean, anybody with uh, a large, uh, who's able to affect groups and especially affect the positioning of groups, like Leona or Sona, as we saw in uh, Dignitas versus TSM, make really good partners for uh, for Misfortune. That might actually be one of the secrets to Misfortune's success, is that she partners really well with a v- wide range of supports. Yeah. Yeah, Sona. I mean, a Sona ultimate with a Misfortune ultimate on top of it, that's insane. Yeah. But, I mean, you think about the amount of damage that, that she's capable of doing very quickly goes real well with Tarek, you know, plus the positioning value of him stunning one person. Same thing with, so- uh, with uh, the Sona ult. Same thing with... Uh, Leona's ult and let's face it, Leona's entire kit. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, she even pairs well, dare I say it, theoretically, with Nami. Yeah. If the wave actually hits, then yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that, that, is that gives... Question. Nami's E is actually really good with the Misfortune because of the hard farts. It allows MF just to chase indefinitely far more than pretty much any other AD carry paired up with Nami. Yeah. So if uh, <clears throat> if if a new if a player new to MF was picking her up right now, uh, perhaps due to the popularity of that champion in LCS or in competitive play, what advice would you give that player starting out? Learn the cue. Learn the way that it'll bounce for the second shot. Oh, that's impossible. It, that that thing just no, goes it wherever it wants. No, you cue <laughs> no. and suddenly it you've aggroed Baron from the bottom lane. Like, huh? it's, it makes no sense whatsoever. Like I'm pretty sure that you do it from the right angle and it's a substitute for a Karth assault because it'll hit everybody on the map. No. Her cue is ridiculous. Yeah, but, but that the Q's second hit is 120% damage. It's true. And it, it, it is amazing for picking... Say, you you go in on the AD carry and they flash away, but then the support's still there. So you can bounce the Q off the support and kill the AD carry. Yeah. That is the most soul-crushing thing to have happen to you. <laughs> yeah, flashed away. My support's zoning for me. I'm gr Oh, my support's zoning for me. It was in an MF. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. now my support's the dead too. The thing you want to do is not to cue. Like a lot of people understand that the cue is used for harass, but what they don't understand is that you Sorry, want to. Sorry, what's it used for? Harass, <laughs> misfortunes. <laughs> at, anyway, uh, <laughs> damn it! All right, so, <clears throat> but you know what people will do, especially I'm new back people new to misfortune, is they'll just run up and cue the enemy AD carry. Well. That's not optimal. What you want to do is cue a ranged minion and have it bounce and hit the AD carry. It does more damage and it keeps you further away so they, you can't get, you know, where one, the minions won't aggro to you because you're so far away and you're farther away for any kind of return harass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, <yeah. laughs> Misfortune and harass. I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's good advice. Um, it seems that the advice that I always hear is, uh, never use her. What is it? The bullet rain Her make it rain, make it rain. Make it Thank rain. you. Um, is that, is that pertinent? Yes. Never. <laughs> you, if you use that in lane, you're doing it wrong because it just takes up so much mana. You know, it's only real use <clears throat> is to help hinder a jungler gank. Because it, it has a slowing component. Yeah. But uh, quite often, depending on the enemy jungle, I won't even take a point and make it rain until you know, level 13. Yeah, I, I, I think it, probably the better thing to to correct myself is never use it uh, to trade. Right. No, it At rank 1, it's 80 damage over 3 seconds, I believe. Oh, God, and it's magic horrid. damage. Yeah, that's so, weird. Yeah. All right. That's enough. if they're standing there in it. Like. <laughs> that's if they stand there... <laughs> In this tiny little circle for the full three seconds. Which some people do because it doesn't do any damage anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You'll drop it on them. Oh, is it raining? Oh. Oh, <laughs> it's raining bullets. I'll, I'll auto attack twice and get all of that health back. Yeah, Sweet. it's like I'll, I'll, I'll trade that minuscule amount of damage you just dealt to me for damage potential in the mana that you no longer have. 
Yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, while we're down here, let's talk about the evolution of the support role in today's meta. We've, uh, you know, we we injected a lot of mentions about that kind of thing here. So why don't we just let's just do uh, kind of a coverall for this. Um, how has support changed in the in season three? Uh, not just since season two, but since the beginning of season three. Well, support has become a lot more aggressive. And the reason for that is, you know, item changes. You have the uh, the sight stones. You have pickpocket, the pickpocket mastery. So in sports are encouraged to actually do something. Uh, I mean, when's the last time in LCS you saw someone, like, do a completely passive lane? It, I mean, you can... Yeah, it doesn't really happen doesn't happen i mean people like support on zyra they're supporting on uh uh the spider lady elise <laughs> you know spider it's lady. spider lady <laughs> that's the technical term you know and leona has gotten a lot more popular you know i used to run leona back in the day because it was like so weird and nobody knew what to do and because she was so aggressive it caught people off guard um but now it's you know not that not that weird um and the reason for this is, like I said, the 80 carries, the stall meta is all but gone. Right. It's completely gone. So what a support needs to do now is give that presence in lane, try to zone out the uh, enemies uh, by being up there, being in their face, doing damage. Thresh can zone really well. Uh, Leona, of course, can zone. Blitz can zone. Uh, and those are the support roles that the, the champions that are doing better in season three. Um, so it's, it's kind of this perfect storm of elements all going into the making support a more active thing, which I think is really fun for the game. And it might be a word of caution to players who maybe have played support all through season two, and they're trying to play that same way. Now they might be met with, a little bit less success than they used to. It's time to time to get up there and uh, play in the paint. Is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's not to say it, the support role is 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 more important. It's more vital for a team's success than it used to be, which is a very good thing. Um, now, Darcy and I were talking the other day that its its importance is kind of limited to the laning stage. After that, it's still you're just kind of a ward bag with maybe an ultimate. You know? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like <clears throat> that's actually changed. I feel like that's actually one of the major changes in season three is that the support role is now more significant throughout the game, um, and that's because not only do they get to determine the pace of the lane that they're in, um, or not. Well, sorry, not do they determine it, but they have a uh, tangible effect on the pace <clears throat> of what's going on there. But then, based on their performance in lane and whether or not they were able to uh, create an advantage in in experience and you know get that higher level than the other team through zoning and everything, they become more relevant throughout the game. I think that maybe if you're losing, you run the risk as a support of being irrelevant. That's true to an extent, but there are like for. You've seen me on stream. I love playing support in Italy. Oh yeah, and and I should preface everything by saying that I'm a terrible support. 
<laughs> I love playing support in Italy because support in Italy can do the laning phase like a boss. I mean, Darkseal will back me up on this. With the spears, with the traps, you can zone out people and make them so mad at you that they waste all their stuff trying to kill you and you just kitty away and laugh. <laughs> but then in the, you know, mid to late game, Italy really falls off. I mean, even if you've got a lot of damage on your spear, she's got no CC, she's got no, you know, tankiness, she's squishy as crap. Uh, so I love playing it, but I think it's bad. Um, but what you were saying is, I think the team that recognizes that support is important is going to have more success than the team that doesn't. Mm, if you look yeah. at pro play, um, they think things like Dragon and Baron are very, very important. And they are. Because that's how supports get money. Yeah. Um, in game after game after game, I will make a call and I will say, hey, let's Baron. You know, we just, you know, three for one them. They're in their base. There's an inhibitor down. Let's Baron. And someone on the team will go, uh, no, I need to go top. Because there's a huge wave up there. I'm going to get lots of money. Yeah, that, I, I do that. <laughs> So, yeah, but the team that's like, okay, yes, I might, the opportunity cost is I'm going to miss out on this farm top, but we are going to get Baron, we are going to get Dragon, that's going to give us gold as a team. How many games have you played where Dragon has sat there for 25 minutes with nobody killing it? Yeah, but, I mean, let's, <laughs> let's all admit that those are poor examples of competitive play. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, is that so because... I mean, everyone's trying to get up their their own personal CS numbers. That but the support that's is like, how you get kills. <laughs> exactly. As a team, <clears throat> you should be dragging. And there's a great example of this. Uh, it was Fnatic versus Dragonborns, uh, the game in Week Ten. Go watch this game. Fnatic does exactly that. They built their team around getting Dragon and Baron. At level, they had a Nasus jungle at level 6, he soloed Dragon, which is kind of funny and cool that you can do that on Nasus. And then at 15 minutes in, when Baron spawned, three Zyra plants plus Nunu and uh, Nasus. Well, let's not forget Baron. that, let's not forget that uh, Nunu had a jungle item on him, even though he was the top lane champion. Well, he was he was top lane. He and he actually went bottom. So he was right, the solo right, lane. He was swap. But. He went AP, and he did have you know Nunu's consume. Plus, he had the lizard elder item, the jungle item. Yeah. But that got him a fifteen minute Baron. I mean, Dragonborns had no idea that it was going on. Who goes Baron? Who, who Barons at fifteen minutes? But because they had they had gotten like two dragons, a Baron, and a couple of towers. By twenty minutes in, the support Zyra had a philosopher stone, a lucky pick, and a and a uh, Leandris. <laughs> at twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, you heard it here, summoners. Support your supports. Yeah. By so as a team, global objectives. <laughs> yeah, as a team, global objectives need to be your number one priority, so you can get your support fed. I mean, look at Thresh, uh, Edward on Thresh. They call him the Thresh Prince. You know how effective is he late game? Well, if they've been getting dragons and baron, then he's really effective. You know, landing those hooks, going in there, setting up the box. If your support is fed, it's almost like a guaranteed win. Okay. Yeah, I'll buy it. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. All right. And the supports don't get fed off getting kills. Well, 
Sure. Well, they, they do, do. Just it's like, like, at well, the expense of Edward the rest of the team. Right. Yeah. Edward does, but <laughs> I, you know, I steal a lot of kills from Darcy <laughs> as Leona too. <laughs> but you need to steal those kills. I'm securing them. Exactly. Kill secure. All right. So last week we asked everybody uh, to imagine that the champions were fit for sponsorship and uh, proposed to us the individual sponsors that those champions might take on. We got, I don't know, is it appropriate to say a boatload of responses? Boatload, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that we would measure this by boats. Yeah. Um, we got a, a boatload boat. of responses, <laughs> so... We got we got three Javans worth. Yeah, three. <laughs> if we were going to measure volume by uh, a measure of distance, then yeah, exactly. We'd have Jarv- three Javans. No, Javan is a is a unit of measurement for all purposes. Oh, it's it's <laughs> a, it's a universal method of measurement. Time, volume, length Heat. doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Heat. I'm feeling Dude, about turn on, three Javans Turn on the right AC. Now. It's like it's like eighty Javans in here. How far is that? <laughs> okay. Um, so so what were some of the responses that we picked up? Did I put those in front of you, Darkski? Yes, you did. Uh Lenexus said Soraka brought to you by Chiquita, which I assume is something American. <laughs> you you linked me banana lady and I, I understand that she is on the okay. stickers. Okay, for for those in the international community who are not familiar with the iconic brand, the Chiquita Banana Lady. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know the Chiquita Banana Lady anyway. Fair I, I think it's fair. I think I'm pretty sure that the banana icon in Australia is like a, a guy with a mustache and a cigar with, you know, a southern drawl. You don't get your bananas from South America. <laughs> it's um, great. Yeah. So, so that one actually. Now, a lot of people actually, you know, said to sponsor Soraka with some kind of uh, banana brand, usually Chiquita. The reason we're calling out Lenexus here is because they supplied a picture. Lenexus gave us a picture. So I'll uh, I'll link that somewhere, like uh, probably on our Facebook, and we'll give you a link at the end of the show. Check that out. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, next up, Bloodless101 said BP Timo or ExxonMobil APE would help the game by having another global taunt that makes it just fun to go on the hunt for them. Yeah, that's, that's that's creative. <laughs> <laughs> current events. Well, not entirely current. I mean, it took okay. me a little bit to get that one. I was like, what? Oh, because it made everyone angry at them because they destroyed coastlines. I get it. Global <laughs> taunts. Yeah, yeah. We we don't like it when you, you know, destroy our coastal ecosystems. But hey, yes. if, if I can't fill up my Range Rover, then I'm going to be pissed. Love that V8. <laughs> uh, Sean wrote in saying, Klondike Bar Volibear. I don't know what a Klondike Bar is either. It's some kind of... <laughs> Oh my like god! Snack food? I've seen oh. it on TV, but we don't have it's them. An, it's an ice cream covered in chocolate. Like, it's of yeah. perfection. It's, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's vanilla ice cream covered in chocolate. And you eat it. And, yeah. and I like how you just took all of the American ones. Like, yeah, and then we'll make the Australian read them, because he'll know what all of these mean. Tell me that there's a, that, that you know what a Hoover is. I know from TV... 
But okay. anyway, no, no, no. no. I want to. I want to hear if he says that it's a vacuum or that it's a. Uh, it's a car. What's that? I mean, it's a car, right? You get on those things, and it's like a like a uh, Segway, right? <laughs> no. Oh damn. So, so the next one was from Jonah, who said, "I think Hoover would sponsor Heimer because both Hoover products and Heimer suck. A Hoover is a vacuum." Yes, it's yes, a, it is. It's a vacuum. <laughs> and vacuums suck. Right. Literally. Like, uh, oh, my God. Okay. Well, I've learned well, I, something. I want to go back to the Volibear one because he also included art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said they come out with a, Vol- a Klondike Volibar. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. A Volibar. <laughs> yeah. That needs to happen. Like, at, at the season finale this year. I need to be able to go to the concession stand and buy a volley bar. Yeah. Riot, make this happen. They need to make a candy yeah. company. Like Checks payable to low elo, okay? <laughs> Seriously. A lolly, lollipoppy? Volley wow. bar. Just <laughs> lollipoppy. Like Poppy's face uh, is a lollipop. I couldn't eat that. <laughs> I couldn't eat that. No, but you might buy one and like, look, I got a lollipoppy. Yeah, and... but I mean, I'd eat the volley bar. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. All right, all right. Um, so this and, week, and there was one more. Was I it? Mean, oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, there was one more. And man, you know, I suck. <laughs> go we, for it. We kind of got stuck on the third one, skipping over the fourth one. <laughs> the fifth one was Riot had better get in touch with the National Park Service soon because I am hankering for a smoky volley bear skin. Diane Brown, slap a hat on him and add some sick voiceovers. I would pay top dollar for that. Rather than a corporate sponsorship, this might be more of a charity function, which opens up a lot of options. I I don't... National Park Service, that's like rangers and stuff, right? I, I can't yeah. believe... I did manage to pick like every American <laughs> yeah, reference like, I, I possibly could. The Darksky would never understand. God, it's nice. I'm sure there were some, you know, British and Australian ones in there, but no, you you picked all of the American ones. It is nice to be back. All right, so for for our international people, Smokey the Bear is a cartoon personality for our National Park Service that reminds kids that only they can prevent forest fires. Yes. Only you can prevent forest fires. Yeah, he's like an he's like an icon out here, man. Uh, he's also a re- like a if you're on a CB radio talking to truckers, and you say Smokey, you're, you're talking, talking about state patrol, the, the, yeah, the state troopers. Yeah, because the the state troopers <laughs> wear the same hat as Smokey the Bear. Yeah, but just so you know, like in, if you're in ever in a situation ever... where that matters. <laughs> Yeah, if you're ever in a CV radio talking to truckers and they talk in about the Smokey, yeah. that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Sweet. I'll keep that in mind next time <laughs> I decide to become a truckie in the U.S. <laughs> oh, man, we're bridging all kinds of gaps here. Um, so <clears throat> thank you for writing in all of your distinctly American responses <laughs> so that we could spend so much time. TSM. TSM. <laughs> This week for the game, we ask which champion would you choose to be the doctor's next companion? Of course, we're referring to the acclaimed BBC series Doctor Who, 
And Darkski, you cannot complain that this one is going to be an All-American next week. No, if if this somehow turns into some kind of All-American thing, I'm I'm done. I'll be out. I'm, I'll be gone. <laughs> All right. So once again, which champion would you choose to be the Doctor's next companion? If you don't know what we're talking about, you are not big enough of a nerd. Look it up. So let's move on to email. Dave, I think we've got time for two emails. <coughs> okay. Yeah. I just got a text message, and that is David Tennant. Tell me I have a text message. <laughs> what? Sorry. I just got a text message on my phone, and my text message alert is David Tennant saying, you have a text message. Oh. You should probably listen to that. This is what we're talking about, Doctor Who. And it made me laugh. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Darkski got a text message. <laughs> I'm popular. <laughs> Anyways. <coughs> okay. So we got an email from Docs the Name. Uh, we are talking the latest podcast. We're talking about uh, focusing the lore and that how the, this might result in a new Riot game. And Docs the Name. Now, this is all hearsay and conjecture, but he talked to someone who is a longtime high school friend with someone at Riot. Should we say who? Or keep it secret. Uh, and they went to dinner. It was not Darkski. Right. It was David Tennant. He's he's a writer. Um, <laughs> in, in asking about his job, he asked if they were making any new games. He said that this rioter gave him a look that said yes, but said he couldn't say. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I mean, we all know it. We all know that they've got another game in the pipeline. It's just a matter of what. World of Runeterra. Bring it on. Yeah. World of Rune. Dude, I'll I'll play that game. I will play the hell out of that game. But I want them to say, I want I hope it's innovative. Like it's not just a standard MMO, you know, like no. they do something crazy. Shoot, I think it'd be crazy to do a standard MMO right now with how poorly <laughs> MMOs are doing. <laughs> I mean, even even uh, World of Warcraft is shedding subscribers. So yeah. that's a but that's that's a conversation for a different podcast, I think. Okay, uh, we have a question from Crypto Ghost who writes. It's actually a lot of questions. Uh, As an AD carry, should I go out of my way to save my abilities to get that last hit? Normally, I use my abilities to help the team or soften the enemies. I myself despise players that save their burst for a single near-death champion in team fights. Is AD carry a greedy role, and what measures uh, success at the bottom lane, kills or taking towers? I'm going to answer uh, some of the ending questions there. AD, is AD carry a greedy role? Yes. We can all agree on that, right? Yes. I mean... We, we talked about this in one of the last episodes I was in where AD carry is fueled by gold. That mm -hmm. role is fueled by gold because it needs, it, it scales with items. So yes, yeah. the AD carry is a greedy role. Now, what measures success at the bottom lane? Kills are taking towers? Neither. <laughs> Because it's a greedy role. The measure of success is how built you can get at the expense 
of the rest of the other team. Usually that means at the expense of the support, the AD carry, and the jungler on the other team. But it could involve a whole bunch of other people. I mean, am I off base here? Does anyone disagree? Well, it depends. Like you said, it's not the taking the tower or uh, getting kills. Uh, for AD carry, it's all farm. Now, if taking the cat tower means that you can see what Darcy and I do is we'll take the tower early if we're ahead, and then we'll stay bottom. And Darcy will just keep getting farm and farm and keep denying their AD carry farm and farm. Sometimes people will take the tower and then just start roaming all over the place looking for kills. Right. Whereas you just stay bottom and get a yeah. bunch of kills bottom because it creates an unsafe environment for the other team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, now, eventually, eventually, you know, we get the attention of everyone on their team and we get like five man ganked because we're pushing their second tower. Yeah. But it's worth it because we, not only did Dark <laughs> because get a whole you said bunch of so farm, in all chat. Well, not only did we get a we got a tower, we got a whole lot of farm for Darcy, and we denied them farm, yeah. which is important. And potentially created a situation where other lanes, for a brief moment, can push in and take their tower because finally they decide they have to deal with you, if it, even if it's at the expense of the superiority they have on the rest of the map. Mm. So. I, I define success in the lane slightly differently. I define it as the discrepancy between yourself and your lane opponent. Yeah. Well, like that I said, is, at the, how fed you get yeah. at the expense of that. It, it is purely... If you have 200 CS, and they have 200 CS, you didn't win the lane phase. If you have 150, and they have 100, you won the lane phase. Yeah. It's all about the gap between your lane opponent and yourself. I, and I, I carry that across to all lanes, not just bot lane. Yeah, and there's, for, well, I have to preface this, there's always an exception to the rule. I know we're going to get emails from people over what we say in this topic and how we answer this question that say, well, what about this? Okay, well, yeah, in, in the situation, the specific situation that you just provided me, it is more important that X happen. Yeah. But it's a dynamic general... game. We're talking in generalities here, yeah. So, uh... uh the, oh, I think he also asked, and we haven't addressed this. Should he go out of his way to get the last hit? Um, no, no. Your goal in any in in any skirmish that involves another champion is to win the skirmish. Sometimes that means running away. Sometimes that means doing as much damage as possible so that they run away because you know you can't actually match with them. Sometimes that means that you get the kill. Um, if it is a rare case where you completely outmatch the opponent and you're receiving help, sure, you can save up and take the last hit. But it, it's a dynamic environment. Your focus shouldn't be on getting the last hit on the champion. Your focus should be on winning the conflict. Yeah, and and we recently were playing games with someone who's very new, and I recommended he try Graves because we're trying to form him into an AD carry. And I'm like, don't try to get kills with Graves ult, just use it. <laughs> like if you have three champions in an area, ult them. <laughs> you know, it does damage, so that might lead to something else. But if you're saving that to get kills, no. Nah. Right, right. So once again, there's always an exception. But remember, folks, the goal is to win the game. Yeah. 
And so if you perform in such a function that facilitates your team winning the game, you've done it correctly. Yeah. So work we've back had, from there. Yeah, we've played with people on stream who, uh, you know, they don't kill, get the kill because they were trying to give it to the AD carry or something. Yeah. And then they get away. And it's like, no, that's you just do what you're going to do. Oh, Whoever yeah. gets the kill, it's fine. Especially that's if, why you're, if you're in the role of not being the AD carry, from your perspective, in almost every situation, it should be it's the role of the AD carry. It's their job to get that kill. And if they don't, it's yours. <laughs> yeah. Don't go out of your way to take it from them. But if, I mean, if there's any question, any question, of whether or not they can pick it up even the slightest just take it yeah just take it it, it happens a lot on stream when <clears throat> i'm not playing with compi in bot lane yeah. and a, a support will take the kill and they'll apologize i'm like this isn't solo queue i don't care they died <laughs> yeah now i have complete free farm in this lane exactly. the little bit of gold that i lost from not getting the last hit i'm going to get twice as much from the minions yeah now go buy me some wards yeah. yeah, now you got 300 gold, you can get that sidestone. Go, <laughs> chop, chop. No, see, that's the attitude I'm trying to change, Jeff. What's that? <sighs> oh. Now go buy me some wards. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, no, now, now go, go buy, buy a death cap. Yeah, go buy a death cap and do <laughs> sick damage. Or go buy a giant belt and get super tanky. But yeah. seriously, buy me some wards. But you get health from the sidestone, so buy a sidestone. Yeah, Z yeah. Compy. <laughs> You're oh, outvoted. Yeah. Two, two plus one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go, Whatever. Go get me some wards, dude. Um, all right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for all of your emails, your game responses. We appreciate them greatly. You can send your future emails and game responses to team at lowelo.com. You can also get a hold of us individually, if you so choose, by hitting us up on Twitter. It's also a great way to know just what we're up to at any given time of the day, whether it's me tweeting my food or Dave tweeting that he's doing a stream, you know, those kinds of things. They're important. So you can find me. I am at EatGamer, Twitter slash EatGamer. Dave is Loilo Dave. Uh, Shay is that Darksky guy, all one word. No underscores or any crazy stuff like that. No, I'm not Christian. <laughs> right. <laughs> Christian. Who knows what Christians is these days? Um, but you can find us all on Twitter there. It's a great way to interact with us, uh, share stuff with us, and you know, generally keep up to date. Another good way to keep up to date with what we're up to for the show is to hit us up on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash low elo community. And uh, we try to share whatever we come across during the week. Oftentimes, you'll get a little bit of a preview of what we plan to be talking about in the show. But otherwise, it's just a way for us to fill in content throughout the week and keep everybody engaged. Cool stuff there. It also is a good way to keep up to date with the show if you aren't subscribed to it via iTunes or something like that. Another great way to keep up on the show, get all the show notes, get all the back episodes, is to just head over, of course to lowelo.com. It's also a fantastic place to join up with our forums, build up some teams, meet the rest of the community, and view our stream, which is basically always up in the evenings these days, except for right now because we're recording a podcast. You can find our stream at 
loelo.com slash stream or twitch.tv slash loelo community, just like the Facebook page. Did I for Oh, iTunes. We had to do iTunes reviews. Oh, yeah. You know what? Oh. Now, you know what? I got this one. Yeah. I haven't been here Good, for a while. because I can't do them, sir. <laughs> I haven't been around for a while. I'm going to read the iTunes reviews after I type them in. <laughs> so, how about that local sporting team? <laughs> All right. So a big shout out to Why Not Try It, Holy Spider, Summoner Shiza, who says, I got into the podcast thanks to the Rooster Teeth podcast and one day wanted to see if there was one for League of Legends. This podcast is everything I could imagine a uh, a League of Legends podcast would be, but a lot better. Wait, does that mean that this person went in with really low expectations? I think it... I think that is what they're saying. Ouch. Okay. Well, thank you, Summoner Shiza. We also have uh, imakegames.com who says, <laughs> who says, before light, there was low elo. That's actually kind of clever, you know, because he's saying L-Y-T-E, like Professor Light. Yeah. But, you know, it that's, could be interpreted as, like, you know, before there was light in the universe, there was... Yeah. Low mm-hmm. yeah that's, and the word yeah. became flesh and... Right. <clears throat> Diversions. Yeah. Right, yeah. Something, something. <laughs> this is a well-produced, informative, and entertaining podcast that possibly had the most positive effect on player behavior before light came on board with Riot. Love it every week. Stay classy. We've also got Red Mage, who we recognize from the stream. He says, hi, guys. We've got Hi. the little cat fishy, Christian DeSell, and still sincere, who says podcast will not only improve your law play, but your life as well. Aww. That feels kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we enrich so, you. Low eating yeah, makes you a better like, person. Like bread. Right. Yeah. Like enriched with like, like 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 omega three added in. Yeah, like vitamin yeah. D milk. Yeah. <laughs> Fluoride in the water. Yes. We We are the fluoride in your water. We're the vitamin D in your milk. We are the iron in your iron kids bread. Do they have that in Australia? We had something similar, yes. Okay. Since we're making references. Thank you for your five-star reviews, everybody. We appreciate them greatly. And uh, if you still haven't given us a review on the iTunes store, we encourage you to do so. We'd be more than happy to read your review on the air. And now that I'm pretty sure I've gotten all of our media channels at this point... I think it's very important to say that I'm Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. E. Crayons. That guy over there is Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Compy386. TSM. Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> Shay Berland, a.k.a. Darksky. 
I feel like I needed a cursed chant to end this with, but I can't think of one. I think I think curse uh, is trying to promote curse or die. Oh yeah, or see you nerds for Voiboy. <laughs> That's it's on a, it's like a stream overlay now. Yeah, that's pretty entertaining. So you could end that. See you, nerds. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's quite the image that we want to be promoting. Oh boy! All right. Well, see you, nerds. <clears throat> and don't forget, stay classy, summoners. Is everybody fat and sassy? Yes. 